Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome to the first news flash for the Player vs. Live podcast. As always, my name is Gabo, and I will be your host. Today, I have invited my friend Sango Khan. He is a business strategist, and he's also very knowledgeable when it comes to the stock market. The financial world was going crazy last week over the GameStop shares. He's here to explain why that happened and what can we take away from it. If you're a gamer, I think you should definitely know this information. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, so what is, the, what, is, what is the story here, dude? What, what happened with GameStop shares? Dude, um, well, last week, uh, the financial world kind of blew up a little bit when the small little brick and mortar video game retailer in the US called GameStop saw their shares go up by a magnitude of something like 700% in the time span of three days. Uh, and uh, Which is it ridiculous. Them. Yeah. yeah, it propelled them to the largest company in what's known as the Russell 2000 Index, which is the 2000 like, largest mid-sized company in the US. <laughs> And, okay. you know, if this was a company like Microsoft or even like Ikea, like it would make sense, right? Because it's like, yeah, like that's something people buy and sell all the time. But this is a company <laughs> that sells video games, a digital thing, but in physical format in malls in the US, right? So you're selling something that people can consume digitally in physical format. So that's probably not a good sales channel right. and in malls during COVID. Like this is not a good business model. Right. At the moment, it's doing terrible. In theory, yes. The stock <laughs> says otherwise, but yes. What is the stock exactly? Help me understand. Um, how, do, how, do, how does a company go from uh, building a business to selling a stock? I think the easiest way to think of a stock or shares uh, in this case, we're, we're going to refer to the two as the same, um, is it's a representation of a company's value. So um, when you create a business, say it's a highly successful podcasting business, uh, you will generate revenues. And then you will have costs because you have to pay money for your microphone, for your headsets, for your guests to come on the show. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Very expensive <laughs> guests. Yeah. yeah. I'm expecting the check after this. Uh, but you're going to have your, you know, you're going to make income from, you know, your advertising revenue, for example. You take away the expenses and you're going to be left with some profits. And uh, shares are effectively um, a representation of uh, who gets to own the profits at the end of the day. So you can think of it as owning a share of your business's profits. And this is oh, yeah. what we call equity, right? A company's equity. This is equity in the company. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So the more that a company is generating profits or expected to generate profits in the future, you would expect having a share of the company's profits would become more and more valuable over time. Mm -hmm. So companies that generate more profits in the future will be expected to have increasing share prices going forward. But what, what exactly happened with GameStop then, with GameStop shares? <laughs> in actuality, in actuality, GameStop was actually a company that was targeted by a lot of investors for the purposes of this conversation. Let's just call them Wall Street, yeah? Mm -hmm. Although they're not really, a lot of them aren't really on Wall Street. But a lot of Wall Street investors uh, 
took a look at GameStop's business model and uh, thought that the current valuation of the company was overvalued, that owning a share of the GameStop's profits um, shouldn't be valued at the, the price that it was at the time. So Got you. a lot of these Wall Street investors took the opposite position of betting on this company known as shorting the company. <clears throat> this trading stock system, right? How is it legal necessarily? I'm wondering if it has ever been questioned by like the society, you know, as, as like the government being like, should this be legal? I want to argue that equity is as old as debt. And debt is pretty damn old. Like debt <laughs> is like four thousand, five thousand years old. Mm, yeah, I see. I see. Fundamentally, Gabo, you you know you run a successful podcasting business, <laughs> and you might tell me like it'd be great if I could increase my marketing spend because I think I could reach more people. You say, oh, but to increase the marketing spend, I need ten thousand mm -hmm. uh, dollars. So you go to your friend Sangok, and you go, Sangok, I mean, I could make ten thousand dollars by just saving money, but it would take me, you know, three months, six months, whatever. Mm -hmm. Can you just give me $10,000 now and in return, I'll give you 20% of the profits, right? That's fine. I just bought a share. I just bought 20% of a company for $10,000. Why, why would that not be legal? No, what I'm saying is what's that's totally legal. What I'm saying is selling and buying the share small intervals of time, because that actually makes, like you said, makes the market fluctuate. And the question is really, is the market a good representation? of what the business is value. What you said in the beginning is really interesting because when you talked about GameStop and how much value it's bringing to society at this moment is not very much, right? Like none. Although yeah. although the market is saying that it's it's a lot, you know, like the stock is going up as if like the the business is, is being very efficient. Right. So there's something messed up about it, right? And that's kind of what I'm questioning because has there ever been in America, in the history of America, I mean, especially with, with what happened, what, what collapsed the economy? Well, it collapsed it in 91, then 97, then 2001, <laughs> then 2008, and then 2015, we had a small dip and now, you know, COVID was 2020. So <laughs> happens very often, yeah. In particular, there was a, a moment in, they based uh, the movie, The Big Short, on this oh, yeah, 2000, 2008, 2007, 2008. Yeah. I, I just don't understand exactly like how do people make money off of shorting stocks? Shorting stocks fundamentally are easy to understand in the sense of if I buy a stock now, mm -hmm. then it's pretty simple. The calculation, if the stock price goes up, I make money. If the stock price goes down, I lose money. If I short a stock, I take a reverse position on it. I basically make money if the stock price goes down and I lose money if the stock price goes up. Now, how does this work in practice? You can actually borrow a stock from someone on the market. Mm -hmm. So I don't pay them for the stock. Normally, let's say GameStop stocks are $10 right now, right? Mm -hmm. so normally, I'd have to pay you $10 to buy it off of you. Mm -hmm. Let's say I don't buy it off of you because I want to sell GameStop stock, but I don't want to buy it. So I borrow it from you. And I say, Gabo, can you lend me your GameStop stock for a month? Mm -hmm. And you go, sure thing. How much <laughs> you want to pay? How much you want to pay me to borrow the stock? Mm -hmm. Now, it can't be $10 because it's $10. I'm going to be Gabo. I might as well just buy the stock. <laughs> so you got to give me some price that's not $10. Mm -hmm. So let's say you and I agree. You're like, I'll lend it to you for a month for a dollar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I borrow GameStop, your, your one GameStop stock. For a dollar now i have it mm -hmm. right 
Now I'm going to short it. I'm, I think this, I want to sell this right away. So I go find someone else and somebody's like, Hey, I'm looking to buy games. So I'm like, no problem, dude. I'll sell it to you right now. He's not even going to ask me, is that yours? He doesn't even know. Right. He just thinks like, Oh, that's like Sengoku's GameStop stock. So <laughs> mm-hmm. he comes to me and buys it from me for $10 straight away. Right. Mm-hmm. So how much money did I make? I lost a dollar to you. You made nine dollars. The cost of the fund. Yeah. Right. And I sold it for 10. So I made $9. Right. Now in a month's time, you're going to come knocking on my door saying, Sengok, that stock that I lent you, I want it back now as per our agreement, <laughs> right. right? So uh, you so have to buy it back. I have to buy it back. <laughs> exactly. So when I buy um... it back in a month's time, let's say I was correct in my forecast. So in a month's time, the GameStop stock goes from $10 to $5. When you're like, Sengok, I want my GameStop stock back. I go to the market. I buy it for $5. <laughs> I give it to you. I'm like, here's your stock. You check it, you're like, yep, this definitely looks like the one I gave you. <laughs> and I just made $4. These hedge fund guys are managing like huge amounts of money that once they sell, once they buy stock or sell stocks, it influences the market heavily. And nobody else has capacity to make an influence in the market unless you have copious amounts of money right like what would you say is, what would you say is like an entry level <laughs> an entry level copious <laughs> amount of money I mean, for influencing the market <laughs> i mean in theory you can influence the market with a thousand dollars but i would say if people want a reference point like you'd want 10 million dollars before you would start moving the market it's uh, something like the one percent is gonna do right like the top well, 0.01 yeah, yeah i don't think the one percent has that money either <laughs> People are expecting to uh, the GameStop stock to go down, right? A lot of these hedge funds, dude, start selling these these shares. And they're like, <laughs> "Look, it's ten dollars now. By the time I buy it back, it's gonna be like seven dollars. Like, this is gonna be amazing, <laughs> right?" That's what they're thinking. <laughs> so this Reddit guy is called Wall Street Bets. Well, I'm not even sure if they were the first ones because uh, <laughs> Michael Kitten? Burry, the the actual the actual mortgage-backed oh. security guy, right? Mm-hmm. That guy was like well this this stock is undervalued like it's going down but like it's it shouldn't be going down this much right Mm -hmm. like he's looking at that and he's got a bit of money so he's (laughs) like you know what i'm gonna buy like 10 million dollars worth of this stock probably so he's gonna put upwards pressure on it because like the reddit guys now any individual investor can look at this and go hang on a second this price has gone down just too much like it's like this company is, you know, it's not doing great, but like it shouldn't be worth nothing, right? Like it should be worth something. And, uh, and you know, individual investors start piling on it, which suddenly they're buying. So then they're buying at higher prices. So it's pushing the price up. And then you get Wall Street bets, which is, which is investigating. And, and these guys are finding out that these hedge funds have made the greediest play of all time by not making a short position on uh, GameStop, thinking that the GameStop stock would go down by 15% or 20%, they actually took a short position thinking that the GameStop stock would go down to zero. What? Which is unbelievably greedy. So like they, they, wanted bring, they basically it. wanted to bunk bankrupt. Uh... Like destroy the company. Yeah. Like they wanted to bring the stock price, which means the valuation, because zero multiplied by outstanding shares is still zero. So the yeah. company would be valued at nothing. They thought GameStop would go under. So they thought they could buy the shares back for $0 for free, basically. 
And when Wall Street bets, these redditors found that out. The combination of, I think, the ludicrousy of the idea and then the greed of Wall Street that nobody likes propelled these guys to go on a marketing campaign effectively. It is a marketing campaign on Reddit going, guys, we're going to send GameStop to the moon because when these guys buy it back, they think they can buy it back for zero. Wait till they wake up and see the price is like $100 and they, they like... They have to buy it back for $100. They sold it for $10. You have to buy it for $100 and at some point $300. You just lost $290 for every $10 that you spent. That's an insane ratio. Think about it. Like Usually, you only lose the value of your investment. If I invest $10, at most, I'll lose $10, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I lost my investment. They invested $10 and they lost $290 times however much they invested in. Like they ended up having to take like like a $30 million loan just to like keep the hedge fund alive. Like that's the scale we're talking about. Like the stock price went up so much. These guys had to borrow money like $30 million just to keep themselves alive because they couldn't buy it back. And eventually the guy they borrowed the stock from is like, hey man, like you did, I didn't lend it. I didn't give it to you. I lent it to you. So you gotta give it back. Like This is somewhat of an exploitable mechanic don't you think in theory uh and i said we'd use that term a lot let's say that you have a market that's easy to participate in Mm -hmm. so the only condition is that anyone can go and buy and sell things in this market yeah then it's not necessarily exploitable yes 10 million sales of gamestop stock will create an imbalance. There's more sellers than buyers. We agreed that that means the sellers compete with each other. So the price of the GameStop stock goes down. This looks like it's in favor of the short sellers, right? Mm-hmm. But anyone can participate in this market. I could look at it from the other side and go, wait, hang on a second. The price of GameStop is going down. But they did this whole thing with the e-commerce investment. This doesn't feel right. I think I'm going to be able to buy GameStop stock at a discount. And so what if I, on the other side, have $10 million and I buy $10 million worth of GameStop stock as it's going down, I'll pump it back up and then it'll go back to $10. Right. So if the market disagrees with the price, you're pushing it down. But if the market disagrees with you, it'll get pushed back up by right. other participants in the market as long as it's easy to participate in the market. There's this principle that we found that these institutional investors who have a lot of money, and we generally don't like people who have that much money, uh, are profiteering from extraordinarily greedy plays. And you kind of want them to pay for it. You have so much money, you're so much richer than I am, and you make decisions this bad, you deserve to be punished. And this idea that you can punish them as a democracy, (laughs) that's an enticing idea. Okay, it's very appealing because you would think that the that an honest way to make money is like, you know, something like we're doing. You know, like you we put we provide a service for a company you or create content. You create yeah. content that is valuable for some people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, this seems to be a way that society agreed upon and said this is an honest way to make money. You know, nobody's gonna hate you for making a lot of money if if you're doing like a really good job or like if you're putting out something in the world that is that are some really cool ideas or or you're Elon Musk, you know, nobody cares if Elon Musk is no, rich. No one's going to hate on that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
but when you see this already rich filthy rich people kind of like exploiting the system to and they're not creating anything right they're not creating any value to like to society and they're getting even richer you're like what there's something wrong with that right there's something inherently wrong with that with the way that at yeah, least society yeah. has like set the rules <laughs> and they're like, getting yeah. richer at a richer rate than the people who are you know what we perceive as creating content are and that's infuriating too and at least you know if you're a investor like oh you know he gives money to companies right like that mm -hmm. makes sense to you right but when you're like you make money bankrupting companies <laughs> And it's not like you need the money. You're already millionaires. <laughs> and you want to become even more millionaire by bankrupting companies? That feels so wrong, right? Yeah. But actually, I want to, I want to counter-argue this. Mm -hmm. Because I, I've seen that floating around a lot. People are saying shorting is just destructive and terrible and it's unbelievably greedy. Parts of that sentence I completely agree with. Um, some of the short positions on GameStop, like thinking it would go to zero, is just stupid. And you should punish people for stupidity. Uh, but is shorting inherently an unproductive thing in society? Absolutely not. Mm. The big short is a movie of people who bet against the American economy, right? There was a problem with the way that we were lending money to people to buy homes, and we had to end that system. Because can you imagine if we didn't have that crash? The, the world wouldn't have looked better. It wouldn't have been like, oh, we didn't have the crash in 2008. Life is good. We would have continued to lend money to people with no income to buy homes. That would have been insane. Mm -hmm. That had to crash. And the more people that were piling on the short, the quicker we were able to get to the crash. I mean, it still took very long, but you could argue that, you know, you want to identify problem areas of the market and shut it down before it does too much damage. There's another individual who made um, a couple of short positions, but it's a guy called Bill Ackman. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's a hedge fund investor. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Uh, but he's um, so so he's a hedge fund investor. So he's not one of the good guys. He's rich, right? He took a large short position in a company called Herbalife uh, a couple of years back. And the reason why he did it because its entire sales process was a pyramid scheme. He looked into the business and he was like, "Wait a second! You make money from multi-level marketing. Like that's not that's not actually a good business model." Mm -hmm. So he shorted to bet against it and go, this is just fundamentally not a good company. Mm. You know, I'm going to make money on behalf of my investors because I, I think this is a good business decision to, you know, cut this company down. But should we let those companies not get shorted and discovered faster this way? Like, mm. it's a lot more powerful. You know, if he just goes like, oh, I don't agree with that company statement. How many people are really going to do something about it? Right. But if we then start selling the shares in the market to reduce the prices down and it requires someone else on the other side to actually go like, no, actually, I think this is a really good company, mm -hmm. you know, to buy the shares. If right. that if that's what you create, mm -hmm. you are going to shine a light a lot better on companies like this. Shorting is not bad inherently. Right. I mean, it's nice that somebody, the people took some money from. Yeah, from the greedy <laughs> Wall yeah. Street. But I think I think one one final thing I'll say on this is uh, we've actually uncovered a new way of protesting that we've never really used before, mm -hmm. which is. I want, to, I want to think about the implications of this going forwards, because I don't think this is going to stop here. Before, when we didn't like what banks were doing, we had Occupy Wall Street, which we were like, you know what, we're going to sit in front of the lawns and that's going to punish them. And it didn't, because what does that really do, right? But now we have, the, we have arguably the best way of protesting, which, which is you can make capitalists lose their money 
by pulling together as a democratic voting block and taking the reverse position of what you disagree with. So let's say there's a company, JP Morgan, and let's say that um, they raised a village in West Africa to fund a oil pipeline, hypothetically, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, not, not that I think you know they would do that, but let's say they did that. <laughs> then we could actually democratically just agree to short that company to reduce the share mm. value of those stocks. We could actually do that. Now, then we'd have to pay the premiums. I don't know, quite know how that'd work out, but this is interesting. Or, you know, if we saw big companies trying to bankrupt small companies, or what about nation states? What about countries that have incredibly high borrowing costs because other, com other countries, you know, pose certain restrictions on them, for example? Mm. What if we can lower the borrowing costs by buying their bonds in large quantities? You can actually <laughs> democratize political moves. I don't think we've seen the end of Wall Street bets. Mm -hmm. I think actually we opened a Pandora's box of using financial instruments to hurt people whose views we disagree with in terms of uh, how they deploy their capital. I think we've actually opened this great mystical box and we have no idea what the repercussions are quite yet. <laughs> I, I like it, dude. Eat, eat the fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.